Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so I did not get a mini cast out last week, but let me just tell you guys, life has been kind of hectic. I am finishing up my program with Sex Coach U so that by the end of next week, I can be done with my program. I will officially be a certified sex coach. So you're going to see my social media flood with a bunch of bullshit because I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm done with my program. You know, thinking it lends a certain amount of credibility to what I do now to be able to say I'm a certified sex coach. Of course, people will just be like, oh, I didn't know you could get a certification for that. Of course, you can get a certification for anything these days, really. Um, won't make me like licensure, you know, I'm not gonna be responsible to like a board or things like that. Um, there's no licensing for coaches yet. Uh, that's one important distinction between therapists and coaches. People do often mistake me and or, or mischaracterize me and, you know, I'll say I'm a sex coach and then five seconds later they're like, oh, this is Kristen, she's a sex therapist. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a coach. Coaches are different from therapists. Therapists spend a lot of time and money, not to say I haven't spent a lot of time and money too, but a lot more time and money than me <laughs> getting a license and doing the things and there's a lot more requirements for them than me. Plus, we just really focus on different things. Therapists focus on the past. Coaches focus on the future. So even if I go back and I get my master's and become a therapist, even my PhD, I'd like to be a, a sexologist. Dr. Kristen Thomas sounds really good, I think. And uh, yeah, but even if I do that, I think I'll still take a coaching approach when it comes to helping people with their lives because I really enjoy seeing people make change. Changing people's lives is just something that uh, I feel like I was born to do. Anyway, so that's why I did not get a mini cast out last week. And this week will probably be pretty short too. I really just wanted to answer a question that got posed to me last week by a friend in person. We were all hanging out and we'd kind of been talking about lubes. And she asked, well, you know, you had recommended maybe coconut oil. Um, she does some international travel, and one of the places that she goes, uh, lube is actually considered contraband. So um, she's like, you know, I can't really travel with something like that. And I said, well, just take some coconut oil. Trader Joe's has these individual packets. I think it's like two ounces of coconut oil. Just pop a few of those in your carry-on, and you're good to go. Anyway, she said that she read somewhere that coconut oil gives women yeast infections. So she was curious why I recommended it. And I said, well, you know, there's, there's lots of commercially available products that are made from a coconut oil base. And, and yeah, are there women who may have gotten a yeast infection after using them? Absolutely. I mean, every woman's body is different and reacts differently to different products. I mean, some women get yeast infections from using latex condoms. So, or, or bacterial vaginosis too, just depends upon how it changes their pH level in their vaginas. So 
So you also need to think about a few other factors. Okay, um, some people forget to wash their hands. Make sure their hands are clean. Sorry guys and gals, there's a lot of you out there that are vagina lovers that don't keep your nails and your hands clean enough. Or you just forget to run to the bathroom before you get started with something. And especially if you've just been playing with your phone, ew, wash your hands before you put your fingers in a vagina. Gross. Gross. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, also, vagina lovers, if you've just eaten something and then you go down on one, well, whatever you've just been eating, or if your mouth is just dirty from the day, you could also be passing on germs, bacteria, whatever, and giving your partner some issues with that. So to say it's just the coconut oil-based lube that causes yeast infection, like, oh, you know, is it possible? Absolutely. Um, but it could be any number of things that maybe you can't control for. So surely you'll find something on the internet disputing this and saying why you shouldn't use coconut oil, this, that, and the other. Okay, I, that's fine. There's lots of products that people put inside their bodies that other people will turn around and say you should never put that in your body. Okay, I, I hear it all. But I, what I will say is at least... Don't use anything that's got petroleum base in it. I would much rather see you, see you use coconut oil. So if anyone out there listening is still using something like Vaseline, I got asked about baby oil last week too. And I was like, no, no baby oil, no Vaseline, no lotion. I've even heard someone say they saw a guy get a bottle of olive oil out because he was just a, no, 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 no. I also recommend avoiding like glycerin based ones. They just smell bad. So, you know, there's, there's so many options out there. If you try coconut oil one, you like it, use it. If you don't like it, don't use it. Find something else. There's so, so, so many options out there. In fact, I'm thinking about having that pelvic floor therapist, Kelsey Beach back on. Uh, so we can just talk, let's just do a whole episode about lube. I mean, why not? There's just so much to know about lube. I feel like why not have someone who specializes in vaginas come on and talk about them? Yeah. Okay. Episode to come. There we go. So again, beyond that, I'm pretty busy right now, folks. I, um, what I was thinking about leaving you with was just some things to check out. As far as what I'm reading, book I am starting, I started two days ago called Pleasure Activism. Pleasure Activism is by Adrienne Marie Brown. Let me just read a little bit from the cover for you. How do we make social justice the most pleasurable human experience? How can we awaken within ourselves desires that make it impossible to settle for anything less than a fulfilling life? I picked up this book because I, I mean, with what I do, Sexuality is really tied up in a lot of political bullshit right now. Even my my fabulous and amazing marketing guy, who was in my very first episode of my podcast, by the way, um, mentioned you know, you're getting pretty political on your company's social media pages. Are, are, is, this, is this really what you're wanting to do? I mean, I, I get it by being a little political or a lot political. Uh, I could be narrowing my audience as far as um, who follows me or who wants to be my customer. 
client, whatever. However, right now, there's a lot of anti-LGBTQIA plus stuff going on, especially anti-trans rhetoric going on, a lot of stuff going on with the government. Uh, there's a lot of attacks in several states on women's right to choose. And as someone who believes that um, sexual rights are human rights, I can't separate the personal from the political. So I am looking for ways to help, uh, help me become a better advocate for people that don't necessarily look like me or walk like me or talk like me or do the things that I do. Um, I know I've got a pretty good understanding of people that aren't like me, but I want to make sure I'm being the best ally I possibly can and not just getting out there and advocating for myself, but for anyone else that might be marginalized or um, just feel not represented. Like I said in a recent episode, it can't, it can't just be non-binary people speaking up. It can't just be trans people speaking up. It can't just be people of color speaking up for themselves. Anyone who's got any amount of privilege, like I do, I have a lot of privilege being able to walk into a room and talk about sexuality. People listen when I talk about stuff. And if I can be an advocate for people that aren't like me, but deserve the same amount of representation and um, respect that I do, I'm going to take that. So hopefully this book, Pleasure Activism, again by Adrienne Marie Brown, will help me with that. I just got started and I'm super stoked about it. A show I'm watching right now, y'all, if you don't have HBO, get it and watch Euphoria. Uh, wow, I just gotta say, wow, I really feel for parents right now that have teenagers because it is a very different world than what I grew up with in the 90s as a teenager. I mean, yeah, there were... There's drugs and sex around, but it's a whole other level these days, for real. Um, I had a friend of mine say that she was watching that show with her teenage daughter. And after about the second or third episode, she was like, so I just, I need to ask, is this what life is like? She's like, oh yeah, mom. I mean, not for me. I'm not, I'm not the one doing these things, but I know people who are. I know kids who are living this lifestyle. Um, there, It's definitely an intense show. Uh, I... There's a very good portrayal of a transgender teen. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that the internet has brought us. A lot of things that um, <laughs> the opioid epidemic has created. But unfortunately, it, it does have elements of what's truly going on uh, with kids these days. Uh, and even... Even some things about what's going on with adults with sex and drugs these days. So it is intense. Be prepared. It's very intense. It's a very well-produced show. The cinematography is beautiful. The storyline is is amazing. It, nothing is meant to glorify anything that's going on. It just really is kind of like, it just is. These are just the things that are happening. Um, some people have compared it to the TV show Skins. Um, I think it's even somewhat reminiscent of kids, that kind of stuff. So... I mean, this, this extreme behavior has obviously been going on from generation to generation. It just gets um, modified, I think, based, by, based on technology and just what's going on right now in, um, in our world. So I think it's a very intense look at what um, the digital world is doing uh, to kids' behavior with regards to sex and drugs. So, yeah, watch Euphoria. 
I'll see listening to. Oh, I am listening to, I kind of went back to a podcast I had skipped out on for a little bit, but I'm back at it and it's called Call Your Girlfriend. Um, I started listening to that podcast several years ago and it's sort of evolved. It's just this wonderful conversation between two long distance besties. It has evolved into a show that's definitely kept me up on um, current events. I feel like when I'm feeling behind on what's going on in the world, I turn to Call Your Girlfriend and Catch Me Up, and I'm so glad I did. I would recommend you catch up on an episode that they had recently that talks about a Supreme Court case that is going up on October 8th, if I remember correctly. They had an ACLU lawyer on their episode talking about this case and just kind of the, um, the wide-reaching ramifications of this case. Um, basically what it is, is a couple of, uh, cases went before, are going before the Supreme Court. They've been through the lower court saying that like, yes, their employer discriminated against them based on one being transgender and I think one being, um, gay. It's not a question of whether or not the employer discriminated against them at this point. What the government is arguing is that discrimination in the workplace should be allowable for any reason at all. Um, since they don't want to be able to protect transgender or LGBT folks, they, or women, <laughs> they're basically saying, well, then nobody should have protections. If a man has long hair and his employer decides that uh, men should have short hair, they can fire him. If a woman has short hair and her employer believes she needs to have long hair, they can fire her. I mean, it's, it is literally to remove any sort of protections based on gender and sex and sexuality or orientation um, for anybody in the workplace. I would like you all to listen to this episode of Call Your Girlfriend. It's episode 214. It's called On the Basis of Sex. You can find Call Your Girlfriend on any... If, you, if you're listening to my podcast, you can figure out how to find Call Your Girlfriend. So... Um, it's fellow Mizzou alum, Ann Friedman, and her bestie, Aminatu So. Um, so yeah, please check out their podcast. So yeah, that's what I'm um, reading, watching, and listening to right now. So thank you so much, you all. Enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called The Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.